show. My voice is a little off today. Uh, we're not going to go long today. I have to actually keep it under like 18 minutes. No guest today. I actually wasn't even uh, planning to podcast because got to run out of the uh, from the on-air show tonight to get over to the Sundance Kid for our trunk or treat out in Oregon, which I have never been there. Uh, I guess this is, all, this is also a good time to say I know very little about Northtown. Um, I know you talk about it, and you talked about South Week. We got Amazon there. What's the other place? The other place on Woodville. There was another mall there across from where Meyer is now. This was all, uh, that stuff all went away before I got here, but Northtown will get developed. Some kind of industrial complex, nearly a million square feet. Uh, ground will break in the springtime. And whenever I see 500 jobs will be created or brought to the area, Especially now, and this is not the fault of of uh, the local news. I mean, maybe they could ask another question or so. Maybe they haven't figured all this stuff out. But I would love to know, especially after all this, what kind of jobs? Uh, obviously, you know, manufacturing jobs, industrial jobs, blue-collar jobs, but full-time, part-time? Because 500 jobs does not resonate like it did before. If there's 480 part-time positions and only 20 full-time, um, give us more details, especially as we're in this uh, this culture and climate of workers. The great resignation is what I've seen it been called uh, a bunch because I don't like the no-call, no-show, especially for uh, for places that are well-managed and you're treated well. If somebody treats you like like shit, then I get why you no-call, no-show, but I, I don't like that at all. If you want to make 165 bucks, the Board of Elections desperately needs you to be a pollster for Tuesday's election day. Uh, my voice is a little off because uh was out last night, much longer than I expected. And I was at Manhattan's. I think the last time I was there, last time I remember being there, was out for Phillip's going away party a couple of years ago. Uh, not that long ago, but always a good spot. That place has changed so much since uh, since I've been here back in, in 2013. And I've loved most of the iterations of it. Um, thank you to Manhattans for a very potent old-fashioned. Like I said, that night went uh, longer than I had expected. It was an electrifying evening. Um, and I'll leave it at that. But when I got home, I, from being electrified... Um, I wasn't ready to go to sleep, so I dug in for round two of Dune. And now that I'm studied up with a Dune verse, it, it's so much more enjoyable. Like, I understand the nuances and the subtleties and the dialogue as opposed to they were practically speaking another language. And in some cases, they were when I did my first watch. So I'm enjoying it now on my second watch. Um, Diddy's not getting any better, and uh, he seemed somber today. And with each screech, yell, or yelp, it hurts my soul and my heart a little bit more. I look into his eyes, and this is anxiety, being neurotic, paranoia, fear. I look. He, uh, so in my closet, I have a big pile of mostly gym shorts. And the dogs like to sit on there, and Diddy's been there a lot, mostly today. And I, he didn't come downstairs with me, and uh, he eventually did. I took Andre outside. Diddy came downstairs, went outside, which was great. Walked back upstairs when we went inside, and he sat himself back down again there, and he just had this sad look in his eyes. And again, this is my fear and my anxiety and my soul aching. As my soul was electrified at Manhattan's, it was 
cooled by what Diddy's going through. And I just, I just look in his eyes and I, I don't want to say I see death because it's an injury, not something internal. I don't think it's cancerous or tumors, but he's aching. So I ache. Uh, could be much worse, obviously. When we go outside for walks and stuff, he you couldn't tell that he's injured at all. It's just, I guess, those sudden movements. And it's incredibly hard to avoid those or lessen those because Andre is a lunatic. He hears the leash, and I've yelled at him. And when I yell at him um, for getting too close to Diddy and getting underneath his legs, he gets really underneath Diddy, and it just makes for a, a headache. Um... I've said this before on the podcast. I'll reiterate it. Um, it's a microcosm of why we've allowed COVID, COVID to continue and why we didn't like choke this thing off when we had, what, four opportunities to do so, especially during these vaccinated times. Um, I've talked about this before, and I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, not on my street, but on the street that I go to to leave my neighborhood to pop out to Holland, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, a cadre. A whole block, a whole small development had the recycling buckets out. It's not recycling day. Um, I pat myself on the back, even though I have I don't put my recycling out every two weeks. Sometimes it's every month. Sometimes it's every six weeks. It depends on how much I have. I don't put my trash out every week because I don't have that much trash. It's just me, and I have a massive um, container. But these people, like a bunch of them, had their recycling out. It's not recycling day going back to the COVID stuff and why it's a microcosm. Um, It's how things spread maliciously so quickly online. Like today, somebody, I posted a meme and then he asked me to look up what, um, the government is making farmers throw things away. I could figure out what he was alluding to. I looked it up and the first, how many ever entries I saw all refuted that theory. Wonderful. Uh, but this is how it works. One person does something wrong and everybody looks to see what that person does and it spreads exponentially online. At least, and then on my street, one person puts the recycling bucket on the wrong day. Everybody else does it. That is the microcosm of why we are still here. Somebody gets something wrong, incorrect, inaccurate, inaccurate um, but they're bold about it and others follow. Education and knowledge is so important. Um, talked about uh, Diddy recycling. Okay, uh, like I said, I want to keep this pretty quick today. Uh, I thank you for all the candy corn links you sent me. Someone sent me a candy corn frappe at Starbucks that they've got going on. Do you want to know something? Um, I don't intend to be prov- as provocative as you might think with candy corn, but I think it makes for a fun topic because I do genuinely like candy corn. Bethany gave me shit that she, she we're almost through Spooktober and she has yet to have a uh, a candy corn martini. Let me tell you um, my go-to recipe. Uh, get a mason jar, a big one, dump cake vodka in there, dump a bag of candy corn, let it sit overnight, maybe even a little bit, a little bit longer. Um, get most of the candy corn out after it's infused. Actually, it will... Most of it will disintegrate anyway. Um, And then the recipe says, get your shaker bottle, put some ice in there, and then do like two ounces of the infused vodka and one ounce of orange liqueur. Orange liqueur. That's obviously not enough, so double those up, and boom, you've got your um, close enough candy corn martini. But I am not the candy corn aficionado 
Like, it's not up there for me with dogs, Transformers, Batman, but I do like candy corn. And here's a hint, and I hope you don't think that I, I, I have, like, misled you all along. I do like it. I have not had a single piece of candy corn this season, although I do have a bag in my bag I brought to work with me because I want to make a quick TikTok video. Um, okay, so the 80s things. As much as that's when I grew up, and it really would always hurt me to say that because it made me feel old. It was a long time ago, and this was five or six, seven years ago. Not now where it was really like 35, 40 years ago. But that's when I grew up, um, and I don't like most of the pop culture and culture from that time. The clothing, the music. All I did was like my shows. He-Man, Transformers, or what else? Yeah, I like my I like my cartoons, my animated shows back then. That's really all. Yep, those are the only things that jump out to me. Um, I preferred '90s things more so: the music, the dress, so on and so forth. Um, so we'll start with the the fashion thing here, and then we'll do the fun thing. I saw an article today, um, and I skimmed through it. I was like, "This is cool. We'll talk about it." And then I went back and actually found something that I needed. It was uh, from Mashable talking about how Gen Z, what are they like, born 98 to 2012? Um, they love wired headphones, which sounds weird to say because in the pictures I saw, they weren't even headphones. They were just like wired earbuds. Um, and this is what this is about. And I was glad to see, so I guess it's a thing. There's it girl things, and obviously this came from Gen Z on TikTok, and it girls and beyond, and now there's even accounts of people wearing wired headphones, $30, not Apple kinds, the cheap kinds you can get anywhere in a gas station, I guess. So I have two thoughts on this. One, I'm glad I read the line that said, um, Gen Z finds this to be a vintage accessory. That makes sense, because that was my thought. I'm like, of course they like wired headphones. One, some somebody pointed out in the article that they don't want to wear AirPods because it makes them look like tech bros. And they hate tech bros. Mostly, rightly so. Um, but if you are aware of Gen Z fashion, they look like my mom. And I remember how my mom dressed in the 80s. They've taken high-waisted jeans to new levels. So a lot of the... And they're high-waisted and not slim-fitting. Very big. Uh, and that's what my mom looked uh, look like in the 80s. Uh, I'm waiting for shoulder pads to come back in women's attire. So Gen Z loves the 80s. And when I, we were growing up in the 80s, what's the one piece of technology we had to have besides a Nintendo or a Game Boy? We wanted um, a Walkman, right? Uh, and we would record songs on a cassette on the radio, off the radio. And we would hate when a DJ would talk over the intro of the songs. Um, what was the, the version? So there were three versions. There was the kind where you could only get the radio. There was the kind with a cassette. And then there was a the kind of, you were super rich. If your parents had big money, you had a, it had the, the radio, the FMA, the AMFM radio and the cassette. But, uh, we all wanted to have those things and we had headphones, wired headphones. Um, remember the old ones with the foam around the ear? We, we had those. That was a part of the look in the 80s. So I'm not surprised that Gen Z loves another thing that we loved as kids in the 80s. One more thing that was really fun, and I had no idea it was going to get this much traction, and now I want to do a 90s version of it. You've just acquired a non-human 80s sidekick. 
Which one are you choosing? The choices are Gizmo, never saw Gremlins, Falcor, we'll come back to that, Howard the Duck, uh, E.T., didn't really see it, didn't know that Henry Thomas in Mike Flanagan's works was the E.T. kid, Ludo, didn't know who that was, then you told me that it was from Labyrinth, which absolutely terrified me in like first or second grade. Uh, David Bowie was frightening, and I only remember that movie and parts of it from what I was able to see through my fingers that were covering my face, and Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, which I know but didn't see. Gizmo, Falcor, Howard, E.T., Ludo, Harry. Falcor is my pick. That movie I went to go see, like 82 or 83, and... You know how I tell you I'm super literal? Well, this was even true back then. I remember going to see that movie in the theater with my parents, Barry and Natalie, and I'm like, why did it end? I'm like three or four years old, and I remember thinking, it's a never-ending story. We are clearly leaving the theater right now. Um, That movie ached my soul watching Atreyu die. Um, some of the fantasy aspects of that, like the princess, were uncomfortable. A lot of that was uncomfortable. But the, the horse dying was bad. Some of the other fantasy aspects, like getting there's a good meme where whoever has to walk through and then the statues start to collapse from the mountains. Terrifying. That movie, parts of that movie were right up there scaring me with Labyrinth and the Oompa Loompas, which I had to be walked out of watching from summer camp one year because their singing just chilled me. Um, But I'm going with Falcor. Falcor is my pick. Why? I always thought he was a dog. He's a luck dragon. And obviously I love dogs. I love his big floppy ears. Um, I had forgotten until I Wikipedia'd him. He is, to a fault, positive and uplifting. I will also go with Falcor for two other reasons. Gas is expensive. He can fly. I don't like heights. I don't think he'll let me fall. And if you remember one of the final scenes of that movie that did surprisingly to me end, he chased those bullies because those kids, those bullies went after the kid who was reading the book. And Falcor was not going to let that kid be bullied. He gave it right back to them. So, and I was bullied a lot in the 80s. Also, probably why I didn't like that decade a whole lot. And uh, I was also chubby, and that's probably why I didn't like that decade at all. So, my choice is Falcor. We should do this with 90s um, non-human sidekicks. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I told you we kept it quick. We got two minutes to spare, but we're done.